Welcome to the Title Town Times, where we bring you all the news coming out of 1265 Lombardi Avenue, along with our takes. Well, my takes this time. Bryant is not here on this episode, but I still have a very special episode for you guys. We got uh, Chris Robbins, uh, Michigan fan extraordinaire. He's also a Detroit Lions fan, but we'll let that slide. And we're going to talk about... Uh, 12th overall pick, Rashawn Gary, on the show today. Now, before we talk to Chris, I just want to give my further thoughts on Rashawn Gary. Um, We know that Gary has been doing well at OTAs and that he's gotten past players like David Bakhtiari and Billy Turner in one-on-ones. And while I am excited about that, we have to take into account that it's still May and they're not wearing pads yet. So I think that's critical for us to note for sure. And uh, it's still concerning to me his low production at Michigan. Now, I heard on Locked on Packers with Peter Bukowski. Make sure you guys go check him out. He's really knowledgeable. I definitely recommend his podcast. He talked to Don Brown the defensive coordinator at Michigan about Rashawn Gary and Don Brown had nothing but praise to say about the guy. He said that he did everything that he was asked to and he basically was a staple for that Michigan defense, even though the stat sheet might not say it. And while it is alarming that his sack rate was so low at Michigan, I kind of see where he's coming from, because after watching his tape, I do realize that he is still creating pressure on the quarterback every game I watch. He might not get there, he might not get it to where he is sacking the quarterback before he gets the ball out of his hands. But he's creating pressure, and creating pressure can cause quarterbacks to make bad decisions. And I think that that's very valuable. So, I think Rashawn Gary is still a reach at 12. No doubt about that. However, I understand why the Packers chose him. He fits a similar uh, body type profile that the Packers under... Brian Gutekunst really like. Just look at Zadarius Smith. He, in my opinion, has a very similar body type to Rashawn Gary. And and Zadarius Smith, back when he was in Baltimore, he played on the interior of the defensive line at times, as well as playing on the edge. And I think that's what the Packers are going to do with Rashawn Gary down the line. Do I think he's going to be a starter this year? No, I don't think so. I think your starting edge rushers are going to be the two Smiths. However, I think Gary can develop and evolve into a very good player. And plus, like I said before in a previous podcast, it's all about the rotation. If you keep your pass rushers fresh and energized, you're going to create better pressure on the quarterback. Like, you can't just keep the same guys out there on every single snap. Because these players get tired eventually. 
I think Rashawn Gary is going to be a fine player. He has a lot to work on, though. He has to develop a plan when pass rushing because from what I saw on tape, Rashawn Gary never went into a defensive snap with a plan. He never had a plan on rushing the passer. He didn't know when to counter. He didn't know... Basically, like, whenever a tackle blocked him for the first time and locked him down the first time, he was out of the play. He needs to change that. And I think with the coaching that we have through outside linebackers coach Mike Smith, we're going to get that from Gary. Gary is going to develop into a fine player. Would I have rather had Brian Burns? Sure. Why not? However, I'm not going to take away from the fact that Rashawn Gary is a physical specimen. If you saw him at the combine, you saw how well he performed. He is agile enough to be good in coverage. He's not going to be a liability, I don't think. I think he has the ability to cover, even though he didn't show it a lot on tape at Michigan. But based on what I saw at the combine, I think he can possibly cover tight ends and running backs, as well as rush the passer. And if you look at his film at Michigan, you would see that he gets double teamed a lot. And even triple teamed at times. So I just really think that Rashawn Gary and all this hate surrounding the pick, it's just unfound. It's just based on media concerns. I think Rashawn Gary is going to become a very good player. And we're going to get some insight on Rashawn Gary here in a bit through Chris Robbins. And we will be right back with that. Just stay tuned and enjoy a word from our sponsor. All right, we're back, everybody. And with me today, I have Michigan fan Chris Robbins with me, and he's going to talk to us about uh, Rashawn Gary, the 12th pick in the NFL draft of 2019. Chris, thank you for being on the show today. I know as a Detroit Lions fan, it pains you to be on a Packers podcast, but thank you for being here. Yeah, I mean, for sure, definitely. Um, Honestly, there's kind of been uh, a little rivalry between our pro teams for a little while, but uh, honestly, it's uh, kind of fun to to be on the other side and to, to talk to you guys about some of this stuff. So, awesome. So, um, I'm just gonna start off by saying that it's fair to say that Rashawn never lived up to the hype that he garnered after being the top recruit coming out of high school. Um, do you think this was because of the defensive scheme at Michigan, or were there other contributing factors? So, uh, combination of both of those, honestly, uh, there were other factors as well. One of the big ones, which I'll get into in a little bit more detail in a minute with some of the other questions, are injuries. Uh, they were killer during this time here. Uh, but, okay. Uh, I will also talk about the scheme, uh, since this is the main point of the question that I think you're getting at. Uh, and I'll say that they asked him to really play an anchor role on the Don Brown scheme. 
which is basically a primary run defender first, pass rusher second. So a lot of his best plays that you're going to notice are going to be run defending plays, because uh, that's really what we used him for the most. And Chase right. Winovich was on the open side. Obviously, Chase another top prospect this year. Uh, he right. was on the more pass rushing open end side of things. So he was going to naturally just schematically get more of the pressures, more of the sacks, things like that. Uh, and then there were also a couple of other rotational guys. That showed up specifically this year uh, with Josh Uche, Quiddy Pay, a couple guys to look forward to in next year's class, and then of course guys like Mo Hurst earlier on in his tenure uh, at Michigan as well that kind of play a factor. So, uh, and that's not including the linebackers, of course, Devin Bush, my personal favorite Michigan player ever. Uh, he was a big force in terms of pass rushing, really aggressive with the use of the linebackers. Uh, so. Uh, I think the the surrounding talent kind of took away from him a little bit too,、uh, in terms of actual production. Do you think that he will have that similar issue with、uh, players like Zadarius Smith and Preston Smith playing so, on the edge? Yes,、yeah, so、I was just about to get into that、uh, with the other question too. He talked about his fit in like Preston's defense or whatever. I don't see him as an outside linebacker. Honestly, I. Without really knowing too much about Pettin's scheme,、um, that seems like a very odd fit for him, because he's one of those guys who you're probably going to ask to play to seventy-five to eighty, and you're really going to want to utilize his speed and/or strength. So you're really talking about him as not necessarily a guy who's going to drop back into coverage. He may have done that one or two snaps his whole career here. Um, okay, but you're really going to want to use him as either a run defender and continue building on what he was good at in Michigan, or you're going to want to develop his pass rush skill set, whether that be pass rushing moves, whether that be athletic using his athleticism a little bit more,、uh, things of that sort. So honestly, if I were you guys. I would probably you'd think of him as more of a Muhammad Wilkerson replacement, more of a than a Nick Perry or Clay Matthews type. Okay, yeah, I was thinking the same thing when we drafted him because I again the weight thing is a definite concern for me because I thought yeah he he's listed as an edge rusher in several places, but with that、uh, weight, I just don't see him as a outside linebacker in a three four. But then I go back to, but then I go back to Julius Peppers, who also played、okay. at two seventy five and played outside linebacker, and I thought maybe we can make this work. Yeah, and I guess the thing with Peppers was he was kind of experienced, and he was more of a true edge edge rusher. Like if true, we talking about playing Chase Winovich as like、mm-hmm. a stand up linebacker, that would have made a lot more sense to me. Whereas Rashawn is more of like a five to seven tech handed dirt guy. Right. Really hasn't, like I mentioned a couple seconds ago, hasn't really dropped back and isn't really a cover guy. Right. So you would expect your outside linebackers, like at least Julius Peppers, to drop back and maybe cover a flat. That's something that, especially early on, you're not really going to see, at least effectively, from Rashad. Right. It's possible, of course, he develops that, and obviously he's only twenty what one. Yeah,、so、I think so. He has a lot of time to develop that and grow. But if you're expecting to do that 
year one or if you have to wait till year two year two you're not gonna get that that quick right you know? all right i think that's fair um so um i think you already answered my third question which was what does gary need to do in order to produce more in the nfl than he did at michigan in terms of the sack rates and everything like that and yeah. i think Basically, what you were saying was he needs to develop more of a pass rush moves and he needs to develop more of a plan when pass rushing. Yeah, so that's another thing, too, that I wanted to kind of bring up is I don't know if it's like Don Brown's coaching or the way he does things, but he seems to be one of those guys where it's like you want to be more reactive to a play than active. So mm-hmm. you're always talking about like, okay, you're not going to go in with a move that you're going to use against this guy. You're basically, if the offensive tackle kicks too far out, then you're going to want to rush up the middle. You're right. not going to plan on rushing up the middle before the play starts. Because if you're slanted and if the offensive line, I guess, shifts in on you, then you're stonewalled and you're kind of stuck. So right. you don't really want under our scheme you really don't want to go in with a plan. And that's why, I mean, Chase Winnibush had that issue, Maurice Hurst fell. Well, obviously the injuries hurt Hurst more, uh, but Maurice Hurst, biggest ninja was that he didn't rush with the plan. Um, there were a couple other guys, but obviously the lower level guys uh, that got drafted really late one their issues. And it's a really constant thing that's happened in a lot of Michigan players the last five or so years. So I think that that's just going to come with time in the NFL and having to retrain himself in the new scheme. Um, but the one thing that I really wanted to point out under this point is I wanted to get more in depth about the injuries in terms of the productivity rate because uh, last year especially, he played, I want to say, at least most, if not all of the year with, I want to say, a torn labrum. Yeah, that's what I've been hearing. Yeah, a torn labrum. And that is not exactly an easy injury to play through, especially as a pass rusher. And we talk about how you need to have like things like hand usage and and a lot of pass rushing moves. You're typically going to like a spin move. You're going to want both shoulders. Your Mm -hmm. your swim moves. You're going to want both your shoulders. You really need both sides of your body to be in sync for a lot of your pass rush moves to be effective and work. So I feel like part of it was he was targeted, of course. Uh, right. Triple teamed, double teamed, uh, etc. And I noticed that and I noticed that on tape too. And yeah, it's you you really have to wait until he's healthy, I think, to get a full glimpse of what he can do. Uh, and honestly, to be real with you here, if you really want to see what he can do, you might be best off going back older into his freshman year tape because okay. a lot of the things that you're going to see on his freshman year tape like if you're looking at it okay this kid's 19 years old at this point and he's doing these things as 19 year old he may not have continued to develop over the course of the two or three years but mm-hmm. he was doing these things two or three years ago right against juniors and seniors that uh, the ohio state game for example I mean, there were some guys in the Ohio State team, Billy uh, Billy Price, uh, Alkaline, I forget his first name, Pat? Yeah, Pat. Uh, Like, those are some really legitimate NFL players. I mean, they might not have completely developed yet, but those are guys who are going to make their impact in Minnesota and Cincinnati, and he was out there going against them as freshmen. 
as a freshman. So I really do think that once he gets healthy two years from now, his second year is when you'll kind of see a jump. If he ends up playing this year, it'll probably be very limited in scope because he's still recovering. And you right. won't really see his full effectiveness because he's not really healed yet. Uh, and I so, think that it's a, I think it's a good thing that the Packers got the two Smiths because like it yeah. doesn't it doesn't force them to rush him back in there so early. Yeah. Honestly, you know what I think is really interesting about this is how old is Mike Daniels? Um, he's getting up there. He's in a contract year too. I'm wondering if the long term plan with Gary might be to kind of I want to say develop him as a potential Mike Smith or Mike Daniels replacement i i think it could be but i think that from what i'm hearing that they're just planning to use them all over because i think that Petten likes to mix up a lot of the front seven formations from what i saw last year interesting so another thing too that i wanted to kind of bring up and i think i might have touched on this in your future previous question is the one thing that you're going to really want to do with rashad is you're really going to want to focus in on a certain skill set with him from the start. Whether that be you want to really continue building on his run defending tools or you really want to develop a pass rush skill set. And if you develop, okay. if you really develop that run defensive skill set first, he's going to be very, very good against the run year two, year three. Because that's right. when he was really at his best uh, at Michigan. On the other hand, if you develop his run defending skill set first, he's going to take a lot more time to develop as a pass rusher. So he's really going to serve primarily as a two down defender for the majority of his first contract. Uh, on the other hand, if you develop him as a pass rusher first, you're kind of primarily leaning on what he's developed at Michigan as a run defender. Now, of course, that can be a good thing because he was a good run defender, but he still has a lot of things that need some work there, whether that be hand usage, needs a little bit more refinement. Uh, splitting double teams was something that he constantly contributed to his lack of production uh, and things of that sort. So, But again, if you develop those pass rush moves early on, he might have a better chance of becoming a average to above average three down defender. And then you can just work on polishing things up during his prime years and into a second contract. So it really depends on what you kind of want his career trajectory to be and where you see him playing not only early on in his career, but toward his 26, 27, 28 years old years also. Right. That's very interesting for sure. Um, my next question, um, what kind of energy did Gary exude on the field? Like, was he ever looked to as a leader at Michigan? Like, what was his role on the team? So, I'm going to start out with, obviously, I'm a little bit more biased for Devin Bush because he was always my guy over Rashad. Right. Um, but Devin was always more like that uh, on-the-field type of guy. And I think part of it, too, was because of Rashad's injuries, he wasn't able to kind of exhibit that. Right. So Devin Bush is always like the if Devin Bush goes down, we're done type of guy. Like the right. alpha type of and we noticed that versus Ohio State. But the one thing that I'm really gonna try and emphasize about Rashad is the impact that he made in terms of culture building 
behind the scenes, in the weight room, on the practice field. Uh, he really changed the culture of Michigan football and what Jim Harbaugh was able to bring and build here. He was the kind of guy who, I don't know if you saw the All or Nothing series that Amazon did. Oh yeah, I saw that. Yeah, it was, Rashawn Gary was one of those guys where you watch these guys lifting weights. He's the guy right in the front pumping up these guys doing their weight drills. He's the guy that's working the hardest with the strength and conditioning coaches. He's the guy that always, he's the guy that kind of was that behind the scenes motivational type of character. Right. Uh, that we really needed. And that was a big thing for Harbaugh early on. Uh, coming out of the Hulk era, and it was even before that, the Rich Rod era, uh, where Michigan wasn't exactly in our best of times in terms of tradition and, and culture. Bringing in Rashad has really helped change the program and establish Harbaugh's vision for what Michigan football can be in 2016, 17, 18. 19 and beyond and landing him as our first big five-star like yeehaw recruit uh was a big win for us at that time so despite him not necessarily living up to his production it was really what he did behind the scenes and not necessarily on the football field that made him such a special player and honestly a campus hero for michigan football that's really fascinating. I can't wait to see what he does in a community like Green Bay that already has such a passionate fan base and and already having uh, Mike Daniels, who is always there to try and rile up his teammates. So I think having that additional type of player is going to be very beneficial in the future. Yep. And the other thing, too, since he's talked about the community aspect is it's not necessarily like Iowa or anything where you get like the whole medicine side of things. But Harbaugh and the whole Michigan program are based, I mean, you got to be a really good at a student athlete first. You've got to right. really have like your off the field issues, strong, taken care of. You got to be a great person first. It's all about building the men in the program. Uh, and that's something that you're going to really get with Rashad and other community impact type of guy. He'll be active. Uh, and, and charity work and foundational work. Uh, he's his own agent and stuff like that. So uh, he's a very smart, instinctive, intellectual uh, guy as well that's not necessarily going to bring just what he does on the football field to Green Bay. Uh, speaking, of, uh, speaking of Jim Harbaugh, um, I sh I'm sure you heard all the praise that he and defensive coordinator Don Brown have given Rashawn Gary leading up to the draft. Um, how do you, how valid do you find this praise? Because I I know that like of course they're gonna say nice things about Rashawn Gary. They they coached him. They want to bring players to Michigan. It's publicity. But do you still think that the this kind of praise is valid for the type of player that Gary can be? Anything in specific that you kind of like? Do you have like, um, a specific quote? Uh, I think Don Brown, either him or the defensive line coach, specifically said that Gary was one of the best players that he's ever coached. In terms of like athleticism and raw talent, I would say that's probably the case. Yeah, 
Um, okay. Especially like along the defensive line. I mean, the guy is an incredible talent. The issue is that he just wasn't able to stay healthy here,、uh, and he wasn't really able to kind of play a specific style that I think aids toward his production. And as we kind of talked about with the earlier questions,、uh, that was really his biggest issue. And、okay. I think that he did a lot more for Michigan in terms of like we brought up with the recruiting, with the the changing of the culture, the changing of the program,、uh, and really just I guess being a presence and being a factor. And doing the drills and showing up every single day to camp, working 100%. Uh, and those are the types of guys that teams need. And I mean, without going too much into the whole Green Bay defensive issues of the past, right? Something like that will really be beneficial to a culture like Green Bay, and even more so a first-time head coach in Matt Lafleur. You're gonna want to bring in those guys who are 100% all-in, committed to the vision of the team, committed to working in practice, in games, doing their jobs first,、uh, and that's gonna be the type of character builder, culture builder that's really gonna help, and hopefully for you guys,、uh, turn Green Bay into once again being the、uh, stat, the top of the NFL. Type of team that you guys expect to be there every year. Yeah, and one last question.、Um, I don't know if you heard about this, but Gary also has a sports agency that he has.、Um, do you believe that this business venture will be a distraction for him in any way? I don't think so. I mean, like for example, I I see it turning out kind of like a Richard Sherman type of deal. Only,、okay. I mean, Richard Sherman is a lot more. Vocal and、uh, outwardly expressive with his opinions than Rashawn is. Rashawn is a little bit more on the down low, quiet guy, which is kind of why Devin was seen as that leader.、Right? Okay. While, while Devin Bush was all coming out like we hate Michigan State, Michigan State is our rival, like defacing their logo and all that. Oh yeah, I remember Rashawn, that. Rashawn was kind of that guy who was like, "We're here to win." We're going to do our job, and we're going to be better and more physically, mentally tough than the other team. And so he, but on the other hand, he does kind of have like that Richard Sherman type of higher level intelligence and、uh, ability to think beyond sports that Richard Sherman kind of brings too. Right. And like Richard Sherman is a guy who you'll see Harvard, I think it was graduate. Stanford. Stanford. Yeah, it was one of the bigger higher academic schools, and Rashawn is kind of in that same mold. Very takes his academics seriously. A very strong thinker. He has a very young, bright mind, and is a very、um, I want to say prepared for the challenges that will face him at the NFL level. And he's a guy who again. Another thing too is he was a very hyped up five star recruit.、Uh, I think he was number one in the country. Yeah. When he came out,、uh, and he had to deal with a lot of publicity, and in some ways backlash、uh, for not living up to the hype and everything at Michigan. And he has handled that very, very well.、Uh, so he's not going to be one of those guys who's going to 
come out in the media and be like, oh yeah, I'm so worried about this and that and the other thing. Uh, I think that that's really where his do your job, work hard, 100% all in mindset will really benefit him. And I think prevent that or anything of that sort from being a distraction in the future. Okay. Well, Chris, I want to thank you for being on the show today. Again, I know Detroit Lions fans might consider you a traitor for helping out the enemy here. Uh, (laughs) All right. Um, Where can people find you on social media or any uh, YouTube channels that you may have? Yeah, so uh, I cover a lot of, like, my draft stuff on Prospects Initial 101 YouTube. Uh, We're kind of in a mini hiatus following the draft right now. I do a lot of my stuff on there, too, as well. Uh, my main Twitter account is at C underscore Robbins underscore R-O-B-B-I-N-S. Uh, and then also I'm a writer for the Detroit Lions podcast oh, okay. as well. Uh, so I'm doing some things for them as well, just DetroitLionsPodcast.com. Uh, and that's been really fun. So we're going to be doing some things on Green Bay and some of our division rivals. I did a little bit of a blurb on Chicago in my last tight ends piece I did. Uh, so I'm kind of taking like a more how we compare to the division and things like that. So you might see some Green Bay talk on there as well every once in a while. And of course, All right. reviews and stuff too. So. All right. Well, again, thank you for being on the show and uh, see you this season. Yeah, man, for sure. Have a nice rest yep. of your week and uh, best of luck to you guys. Thank you. You as well. I just want to thank Chris Robbins again for being on the show to talk about Rashawn Gary. Obviously, there are some questions about his immediate impact to the team on the field. However, behind the scenes and in the community of Green Bay, I see him immediately making an impact on the team, and I see him developing into a very special player. Make sure you guys go check out Chris Robbins on his social media, and remember guys, go Pat go. Have a great evening, everybody.